Welcome to the TikTok podcast sponsored by Tourette Ottawa. Listen in as your hosts Jimmy and Brandon discuss everything Tourette syndrome. You can show your support for the show by sharing it and most importantly, spreading awareness about Tourette syndrome. Before I jump into introducing today's guest, I want to remind you that the cure for Tourette syndrome is awareness. And the best way to do that and simultaneously support this podcast is to share it. Spread the word, generate awareness. You can send us an email at tiktokquestions at gmail.com. That's T-I-C-T-A-L-K questions at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns for us to discuss on the show. And remember, the TikTok podcast is available on YouTube in video format. So tune in at TikTok podcast on YouTube. On this episode, Jimmy and Brandon walk through Brandon's top five techniques for managing Tourette syndrome, as well as discuss the importance of actively improving your mental health. How are you doing, Jimmy? I'm good, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for jumping on today. I know you're busy. No, everyone's busy. That's just life, I guess. You know, you've got yeah tough. You've got a tough night shift. Uh, those are hard. Yeah, yeah, they're hard, but they're not as hard as having a kid. So <laughs> I'm <laughs> well, not going to complain. <laughs> yeah, fair. I mean, fair enough, I guess. But um, so yeah, today just wanted to go through some uh, some of my coping mechanisms uh, that I use on a daily basis, some of them on a daily basis, some of them not every day, but uh, the, the things that help my ticks calm down or how I can kind of manage them. Uh, and I also have a joke that I want to play. And it is actually one that might go in the good pile because it hits all three of our boxes. It's got, it's a guy with Tourette saying the joke and it's funny and it's uh accurate like it's you know it's uh it's not just about yelling out words or something like that so i awesome. i'm looking forward to showing that one um but first if you want me to start i can just fire away here yeah let's hear it all right so uh the first thing that i do and this is something that i learned from my psychologist and it's actually just like deep breathing techniques. And um, so I went into his office and we practiced them. And it's like, it's super simple. I don't know if you've ever learned about these. Like, have you ever practiced uh, breathing techniques? Um, not for Tourette's, not for Tourette's. Okay. I, I've done breathing exercises for sure. Like uh, firefighting, we did uh, skip breathing for air management purposes so we could like, control the the air going in out of the self-contained breathing apparatus but um and that that's also a calming thing too but okay um i've never used it for the application of Tourette's yeah so it might be it might be i'm gonna i'm gonna demonstrate and it might be um like the same thing that you did and i'm pretty sure that it's you know universal like you can do it for just, you know, I, I, cause I think the actual reason to do it is to, is to reduce stress. I think he told me and I lost the pages that he gave me, but, uh, it's really about getting more air to your brain. Mm -hmm. And when you get that air to your brain properly, then your body can regulate the stress and anxiety. Like, and then mm -hmm. everything kind of calms down as we talked about that, like mitigates the ticks. So it's basically very easy and you just sit there and, you just take a deep breath in like this. 
and out. You don't hold your breath. You don't do anything. You take a deep breath. Make sure that it's timed. No, he said, just go at your own pace. Make sure that your stomach, you know, like that you're getting it, you're pushing it deep into your stomach, into your lungs and just take yeah, a deep breath in. Don't even hold it. And then slowly exhale, slowly inhale, slowly exhale at the same mm-hmm. rate and so do that. ten slowly times. breathing. He said, do that 10 times. And I think it's, yeah, it's really about the, um, yeah, getting all the oxygen to your body, but also I think like focusing on the breathing itself takes your mind off of other things. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I do like specifically if I'm about to have a, go into a meeting or an interview or something like that, where I just want my tics to be really, you know, not noticeable for mm-hmm. a little bit, I'll do that. And it really, um, and it really like, I notice a huge difference. It doesn't mm-hmm. last forever. Right. But it does, it does reduce them. And obviously if, you know, if I'm having a really bad outburst, I'll, I'll do that too. Just, you know, if I'm driving or whatever, just to, to put it on at bay a little bit. Mm-hmm. That sounds, yeah. I mean, um, it's easy and it works. Yeah. Breathing like that just calms you down. And if it can calm you down, it can calm your rest down. And yeah, you can do that anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Doesn't, and, and yeah. you could do it in the middle of a conversation and no one would know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's a simple technique that I use that was provided to me by the doctor. And that was like, you know, he said there's there's that. And then there's like a next step up, which I think would maybe be like the CBIT stuff, like a little bit more intense. Uh, and then medication. He said that would be the order that he would go, like he suggested. Um, if I didn't want to do medication, so, mm. and it and it works. So that's mm-hmm. um, a good one that I use. Um, How often do second, you use that? Um, I'll do that at least once a day. It's good, and it's kind of like not so much meditation, but uh, I'm sure meditating would be great for ticks. I've never tried. Yeah, definitely would. Like, there's this whole set of a uh, set of protocols called NSDR, which is non-sleep deep rest. Which there's certain types of yoga that can fall in there, meditation, breathing exercises. Basically, they put your your body into a state of uh, like physiological calm. And they say that like if if one thing we talked about before too, uh, I think we talked about it with uh, Doctor Brazil, but we've definitely talked about it you and I like put it into terms simply you can't control the uh or it's very difficult to control the mind with the mind so it's very difficult to control your Tourette's with your mind like mm-hmm. you have to do something in your body that creates like a a physiological response like the breathing like that's not your mind yeah. i mean your mind's telling your body to do it but you're like you're focusing on taking in really deep breaths and you're, yeah. you're going into what the, the literature says is non-sleep deep rest when you do that for long enough which is a form of sleep basically and it calms you down it's like a reset yeah and i agree with you like you can't just think your way out of i mean you can try to um just not do a tick but mm-hmm. it gets very hard to do that yeah it's yeah. much easier and it feels nice to just calm down, take your breaths, stop for a second, you know, and just 
um, you know, it's like self self care. Like you just got to do that. Like we've talked yeah. about, right. It's just if another form do, of it. Yeah, exactly. If you do try and regulate your ticks with your mind, it causes physical anxiety. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. Cause it's like you pay a price for that. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing, the breathing, um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't cost anything except some time. And you're basically like taking money out of your tick bank when you're <laughs> yeah. holding it in, in your head. And then when you breathe, it's like you're replenishing it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's good maybe, you know, to get into a routine of that even in the morning or whatever, and just kind of throughout the day, try that. Uh, and yeah, and it, like, it might not work for everybody, but if it could work for one person, then, uh, then we're doing a good job by sharing it. Um, yeah, totally. So the second, the second thing that I do, it, we've talked about it, I think on every single episode and it's just about like focusing on something important or, uh, you know, something that you're passionate about once you get into, you know, playing an instrument or, writing uh if you like to write or read and if you just fully engage in something then uh I, it's almost like the ticks just stop it's like it's like when we were talking with uh kyra last week uh when she's grooming the dogs she doesn't tick at all yeah right it's, it's pretty miraculous how that seems to work and yeah. so for me, you know, at work, I just really, I put on some classical music in my headphones. To, to classical? Get, yeah, like, or like instrumental, like some mm. lo-fi beats, stuff like that. And just uh, so I can't hear anything else at work. You know, my AirPods are pretty like uh, sound. Uh, they protect the sound. And then I just focus on my work and it's like, I can go a whole afternoon without even thinking about a tick. I might be doing it, but I don't think about it. I don't notice. It's interesting. Do you find it difficult? Um, like, you know, you're a pretty studious person. Do you find it difficult to get into those states of focus? With oh, yeah. And you do? Yeah. I, and I don't know if there's some sort of aspect to ADHD with my Tourette's or something. Like, I've never been diagnosed with that, but I find that I can yeah. really pop around like on tasks but once i do get into one zone yeah then it's like it's awesome deep yeah yeah but it's hard it's hard to break that initial barrier it is yeah i yeah do you find that too well i've i've basically just learned how to how to will myself into getting into that it just takes me a while like whenever mm -hmm. i've studied you know i, I wasn't very good at, at I wasn't very good in, in academics when I was younger, but then when I took, when I went to college, I did very well, but I, I would spend at least half an hour trying to get into a state to be able to study before I was able to actually study. And I lose focus relatively quickly too. So I have to be aware in my brain of staying dialed in. And the way I do that is I take notes. And if I'm taking notes, I know I'm going to be listening. So I know if I'm not taking notes, I'm not listening. So I always right. take notes when I'm doing things. And like, you see that in my life too. Like I have a calendar on my phone. I have a, I have a, I'll, I'll, I wish I could show you. I look at an actual agenda and then I have, mm -hmm. I carry like three little mini books with me at all times, like a workout log, something that I write my to-do list in, 
and then I have a journal and I do like I just write all the time and part of that is also my work like I have to do a lot of notes but I was going to say because for your work you have to get into a state of relatively deep focus or, or deep focus in, in, its, in its entirety but for me my deep focus states at work are reactive and it's like I'm forced into those so like if there's right. a you know an emergency situation i have to just like attend to it and there's not really a choice like i, I don't yeah you don't get and you so don't that's kind of good psych yourself up that's good for me like i don't have it it's not that i don't have a choice as in like if i would choose i would rather not it's that that's where i thrive in those situations because like um i'm able to just switch on you know what i mean yeah so I, I would find it difficult i think to um i would find it difficult to have to like day in day out will myself into working in a state of deep concentration yeah and i i mean it's completely different uh obviously than an emergency situation that you deal with but sometimes um there are like uh last minute issues at work where um yeah like you have to instantly just get it together like you don't get to sit and and set things up like i always like to set everything up that i'm going to be doing and you know the, the proper like documents open and my work like uh I, I just i just like to be really like meticulous about that um yeah and uh yeah so sometimes you can't have that but if if i do then it's, it's really helpful and um and it, and it's important that i um that i enjoy the work that i do yeah. so like it's easy it is easier to get focused on it if it's something that you care about and and like you really are working hard to like get it right yeah. like i don't really it, I enjoy it. So it's almost like what I was talking about before where it's just like a hobby of mine, but it, luckily it's my work. Like it's, I don't hate being there. So it's great for that. Yeah. So I want to touch on two things. One instrument Two, um, I think it's important that we actually just, you know, spend a little more time talking about the things that have worked well for us in, in academics and, and studying, because I know, there's a lot of like from talking to parents of kids with Tourette's and then also talking with kids and adults. It's very hard for people with Tourette's because it often so it so often pairs itself with some sort of attention deficit disorder, whether it's diagnosed or not. People t- with Tourette's tend to have a harder time focusing. And so I yeah. think it would be worth us talking about our, our struggles more with it and also our tactics. But first, let's talk about um, you play guitar, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I've played guitar since I was maybe uh, 10 years old or something like that, 10 and 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And I was in, a, you know, in a band in high school and this and that. But yeah, I have uh, a couple guitars here with me now. Mm-hmm. Um, do you play every yeah. day? No, I, well, I used to, but, you know, with the baby and stuff, it's mm-hmm. hard to find time. And so I haven't really played it lately. So I, I picked up the guitar um, during COVID. It's been almost a year for me now. Um, obviously, I play a, a lot because I just started and you have to play a lot when you just start. But yeah. um, I find that I don't tick at all when I play guitar. Like when I'm actually in the middle of a song, when I was learning and I was just learning how to strum bigger the chords, I, I would tick. But when I'm actually in playing a song, I don't tick. I'll tick before mm-hmm. and after not during it's interesting do you sing too yeah yeah i find that that really uh once yeah when you're rocking out and and you start singing too like it just it makes a 
the Tourette's just go away completely. I find yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Me too. It's, it's interesting. I guess that's another one of those states, right? It's, it's deep concentration. Yeah. I wonder about somebody who has like a, a really dominant tick, like muscle tick in their arms or their fingers or their hands or something, if they yeah. could play an instrument or play guitar, I wonder how that would work for them. I imagine yeah, it would I, stop. I, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just thinking of Kyra. Kyra didn't have mild Tourette's. Mm-hmm. You know, her Tourette's is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And it went away when she groomed dogs or virtually went yeah. away. Which is um, like if hers, if her going away, you know, her saying things like wow out loud and, mm-hmm. and some of her more aggressive facial tics, if those went away when she groomed dogs, um, I can imagine that would be similar to people with the problem is like when you're first starting to play guitar, like your fingers can't move properly anyway. So yeah. Yeah. I remember those days. Yeah. You you have to um, get your, get a tennis ball and put a tennis ball into your hands, like really, really firm in there and, and, and grip it as hard as you can and -hmm. hold it as long as you can and do that every day. And eventually it'll stretch, it'll stretch the muscles in your fingers so you can, reach across the guitar. I do um I do these really intense like really intense stretching exercises with my fingers and making it hard yeah. I, I can like spread my hands out a lot yeah now. my yeah. hands are much more dexterous than they were when I started I've been playing like almost two hours a day for a year so yeah um, you have like the calluses on your fingers now and yeah. stuff for, yeah yeah, yeah. I, have, I have more calluses on the, my, the tips of my fingers than I do on the palm of my hands now on your palms kind of yeah. crazy because I have a lot of calluses yeah, we'll have to play some. We'll have to rock out sometime. Um, we'll learn a song. Uh, so I wanted to address what you were saying about studying. And I had a lot of trouble studying by the time I got to university. Like in high school, I just found high school was pretty easy, I thought. Um, I didn't study. I would, you know, I would go to my classes and just do the work. Um, I wasn't great in uh, like maths and sciences and stuff like that, because it's so, it, it's so study oriented, right? Like yeah. I was better at the, I was better at the theoretical, um, like writing and philosophy type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess is why I went into law. Like that's well, basically what it is other than, you know, it's when I have to read construction drawings and stuff like that. But, uh, but now, I mean, even when I was studying for my most recent test, my LSAT test, like, yeah. uh, other than actually, um, when I was doing the, the studying, the practicing, uh, mostly I, I, I would listen to podcasts and watch videos and stuff like that. And I found that that really was, uh, that was an easier way for me. Oh, to, like that's how you studied. Yeah. Like I would listen to, like there's, you know, a podcast, this one podcast that I listen to, it's these guys and they go through questions, um, on their podcast and then they, you know, they read the question and then they explain it. And same with, um, the study, uh, app app that I was using the web application, uh, the explanations were all on video because it was like live classes that they taught and then they recorded it. So I found like I'm more of a visual, like a, like an audio audio auditory learner, like watch it, like I'll watch a documentary and I'll get yeah. a lot more out of that than yeah. reading a book. 
you know, yeah. that's how I learn audiobooks and stuff like that. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I would say that like we're, we're similar in that respect, but for me, like when it was school and, and university, I was very dependent on, or sorry, in college, I was very dependent on the lectures. So I, I, I didn't study as much, but I really paid attention and took detailed notes in the lectures. And I, I'm, I really found that presentation is where I learned the things that I, that I learned. Obviously when you're learning calculus and stuff like that, you just have to buckle down and study. Um, but one thing I was going to say is I, so I, I wasn't always a big reader, but I picked up reading like books when I was, I don't know, 19, 20. And I read a lot now. I read, you know, a book a week, pretty much. Like awesome. um, a written of the written word, not audiobooks. And um, I found that it was just the same thing you were talking about. Like you, when you, you find something that you enjoy, um, you don't, mind putting the work in and yeah. the same same with me i just found books that i started so i really started getting in, getting into like war history at, at first and then like biographies and then some thriller fiction and those kind of like i've you know really exhausted those genres now but um that's that's the kind of stuff that, that in psychology and, and i actually enjoy it so but but specifically getting through school you know i, I didn't have a good high school uh, period, like I, I didn't find high school easy at all. High school was very mm. difficult for me. Like I passed, I was passed, but you know, sometimes it was by the skin of my teeth and, um, I, I missed a lot of school in high school. Right. Yeah. You mentioned that. Yeah. I missed like grade 10. Um, and I missed more than half the year due to, due to my mm. Tourette's. So, you know, you miss so much class. It's very difficult to, to catch up. Uh, yeah. The things that, that did work for me is I ended up going to an alternate school. So Frederick Banting and, and we're, we're in Ottawa. And they have is that, that. Is that by where they do Blues Fest? No, no, that's, um, oh. I think that's Sir Guy Carlton. Oh, okay. Anyway, anyway it's, there's a couple of alternate schools in Ottawa. Um, the one that I went to was more for kids with, behavioral issues and they kind of lumped Tourette's into that so the morning program was like a program for kids that with anger and and the afternoon program was for kids that were just like whatever life circumstance was up they just couldn't mm -hmm. do it so at the time that my Tourette's was getting really bad my dad also passed and so that's when those two things came together and, and I didn't have a ton of um I didn't have the ability to like go to school and study and, and whatever so I had a teacher there that introduced me to um, my the first, first first course I took when I was there was grade 11 university English and that was the only course that I was taking at that time and I, I remember the, the it kind of clicked for me because then I started to do well in high school once I went there and it was just because I had a, a singular study focus and more importantly I was able to get up and walk and uh, stretch out um and move around so when my dress would start to get bad they accommodated know, they accommodated, they accommodated. That, right yeah. and that shows that shows the huge difference like we mentioned accommodations before and it's like it makes such a big difference to just get everyone to an equal playing field like sometimes um somebody that's not that, that doesn't 
experience what what we do or or you know what others do like they just think that they're getting some sort of special treatment where what they don't realize is that it's actually just getting you know or helping get to get to an equal playing field like you don't you're not going to be better uh than them because you get to walk around it's like no i need to walk around if you don't if you don't then you're just going to be dragged down like so it's people have to look at we'll have it we should we should have a full episode on accommodations on accommodations yeah yeah like different different things that you know you could get and different um and reasons why right i think that we should do that one We'll make a note of I, that. Um, I do. I do too. That's an interesting topic of discussion for sure. The way you brought that up, like, yeah, an accommodation. It, it, it really, it's so silly that we haven't got to establishing accommodations yet. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Why would walking? I mean, it doesn't distract. It ne- I never distracted kids by getting up and going for a walk up and down the hall. Like, I imagine that. Uh, yeah, you know, someone with. Uh, with certain ticks that are would be more disruptive if they're doing them in class, you know, like smacking on a desk or yeah. tapping or, or something like that, like whistling, like that could yeah. be more disruptive than just getting up and going out into the hall for a minute. Yeah. And just like to think that kids aren't reasonable enough to be like, oh, Jimmy has Tourette's. He's got to go for a walk. Okay. Like, yeah, but that's them, because nobody knows some- what Tourette's is. I know, I know, but I, I think kids are reasonable enough to like if you just tell them, yeah, and then they're they, like, yeah, then they're gonna be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Fine. If, if they walk. knew what it was, <laughs> if yeah. they knew what it was, and there was some awareness, then it would absolutely be like no big deal. Yeah, but nobody knows what it is, so we just get teased for it, even by teachers or whatever, you know, punished by teachers. Like it's crazy. Yeah, that will. Uh, I imagine that over the next decade um as more parents start to you know we see more parents like like Aaron with Amelia as as more parents start to become that way take the advocacy route I don't know and and especially with I mean good or bad one good thing about our culture is that if somebody messes up we generally hold them accountable sometimes to too much of an extreme but we have gotten that's become a part of our culture. It's where if somebody does something that we don't like, we we hold them accountable. And like that's called cancel culture. And I'm not a huge fan of that. But yeah, but no, I, I hear you. But that is one good thing. Like there are teachers, you know, I've heard lots of stories of teachers from my parents' generation being very unfair and cruel to kids and like bullying kids. And that's not gonna fly now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, yeah, we'll, we'll get into all of that with maybe we can talk about some stories if we have any um, from when we were in school, like, or how accommodations could have helped, what kind of accommodations. Well, so yeah, so I'll make a note about that. We'll do that for sure. A whole episode for sure. Good on idea. That. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to get to uh, my next topic here. Um, and then I don't know. I guess we do talk about this, or you've mentioned before that um, you try to adjust to tick, or like, you know, if some if it's really disruptive, then you try to like, you know, instead of uh, what was what was biting biting your lips or something, biting, my tongue. You my biting tongue. your tongue. Yeah. And instead, grade, instead grade you flex eight. your neck, right? Yeah. So it's similar to that, but what what mine is is more like 
Um, I choose kind of like which ticks I'm willing to live with and which ones I really hate. And then if it's kind of like choosing my battles, if I'm going to really focus on stopping one or like, um, you know, get, if one gets me frustrated or something, uh, I don't let it be one of the little ones, you know, like I've accepted that I'm going to do this with my mouth and, and I'm going to blink and I'm going to snap my fingers and I'm going to do those things. And I just let kind of let them happen and I don't really worry about it. Um, and by yeah, that, like me and the sniffle, me with doing that uh, with my face, like, like not, not trying to stop it. Uh, it, it actually makes them happen less, I find. But also, yeah. it's like if, if there is a big one <clears throat> that I want to stop, then I can c- kind of focus more energy on that. Yeah. That's a That's a technique that I use for sure. Yeah, it's exhausting to suppress ticks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So just choose a time and place when you actually want to. Or so interestingly, I found I've been since our conversation with with Dr. Brazo, I've been messing with suppressing my ticks and different ways of doing it and different things that I cue um, to maybe like change the direction the signals going. And I've actually noticed some benefit in in doing basically my own little jigged up version of CBIT. Um, what I, what I do is I first notice, I try and notice the sensation that I get like right now I I have it, um, before I do that tick with my arm, you know what I'm talking about? I'll just do it for the video people on video. It's doing this or like that with my arm and it's, it's, I can control it. I can will, will myself into controlling it, but I can also, um, basically do something different or notice the sensation i get like i get almost a an urge to like flex right here i can Mm -hmm. feel it like i can literally feel a physical feeling and from like my pec to my my lat Mm -hmm. and where i want to where i want to like move and if i just focus on that i can either press it or i can um just do you can't really see it's hard to see but i'm basically just i know what you're doing my shoulder down and that actually like gets rid of completely gets rid of it. And I do that now all the time. And I rarely, rarely ever do that arm tick anymore. It's just, yeah, it's really about like um, being aware when you're feeling the tick come on, right? Instead of just giving in instantly and doing it. um, If you can feel it and you can be aware, because you're right, like you can feel, it's strange. Like you can feel that your body wants to flex so bad. Yeah. It's almost like a feeling in itself. Yeah. And then when you do it, when you do the flex, it's like, you know, that urge just goes, yeah, it's a str- it's so hard yeah. to explain it. I know what you're talking about though. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's very difficult to explain to somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about, but it's like an itch or, or, yeah. you know, like we've said before, what did Kyra said something really good. Um, I can't remember what it was in the episode, but she said something really good talking about how, how it feels, but yeah, it's or a sneeze maybe anyway oh yeah i think maybe that's what she said um yeah yeah it's, it's just there's nothing wrong with working on it i was in that camp a couple of years ago where i was like just take it doesn't matter mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter but there's also if it bothers you there's nothing wrong with maybe trying yeah. to figure out a solution to to fix it yeah and that's kind of what i'm saying like you know 
uh like i said though like blinking and stuff mm-hmm. uh i don't really get that like preemptive feeling on it it, it kind of just really happens really quick mm-hmm. um so i don't even really try to like redirect that one like i don't even know how i would do that mm-hmm. and it happens so often so much for it's been so long in my life like i don't know uh if that one will ever stop mm-hmm. and i don't i'm okay with that like it's yeah i'll move on to the next one to deal with right like if it's not invasive it's not causing you pain or mm-hmm. why why bother yeah exactly um and then and then of course you know uh number four is just to talk about it um to like you like we talk, say own it and be upfront um with friends or colleagues and to avoid the anxiety of the ticks, uh, and then that'll actually reduce how much they happen, right? So, do you have any recent examples of of like a? Do you still have tick outbursts? Like, would you say that you have tick outbursts, or do you just have like up up like in, increases in the amount that you tick? Um, I have outbursts sometimes. Yeah, uh, like lately driving it happens a lot i don't know why mm. and tick outbursts but maybe that's just because i'm alone mostly like in the car like if i'm alone in the car on my way to work like i'll have yeah. outbursts but that also could be you know early in the morning like maybe i'm tired i don't know but i i have had them recently you to be honest no no i'm lucky yeah. i don't get tick outbursts um i haven't got them for a long time you got pretty much a really long time i don't get to go first almost at all yeah i yeah i mean mine it's probably because of the baby lack of yeah. sleep like lack of sleep you know, exhausted yeah yeah but yeah i mean i mean yeah so I, i've gone through quite a quite a few periods of time where i've gone like 36 48 hours of no sleep like whether it's work or the fire department and um i'm, I'm just lucky i think i just think i don't have that whatever that thing is but that part of Tourette's I don't really get the outburst but I definitely did when I was younger and um so I just wanted to ask you to if you're comfortable with it like walk us or me through before the outburst the outburst and then maybe how you mitigated it how you would go about mitigating it um well so it's kind of you know if I'm thinking right now about it I can almost like replicate one it'll just be all my, all these facial tics, uh, the jaw, and then my, my ear. So I actually read this article. It's strange how I came about it. Um, where there's this muscle in, uh, in your ears that, um, some people can, can flex it and, or activate it. And it makes like a muffle, like imagine putting your cupping your hands over your ears Mm-hmm. and that sound that it makes like how it's just kind of like you can't really hear anything yeah um so <laughs> some people can can use do, activate this muscle and almost so replicate that and without actually sound yeah without actually touching mm-hmm. their ears and uh, okay. it actually makes you it deafens you for uh a very split second and what and the sound like the the you hear this like muffled like uh, almost like a TV uh, when it, when it, when it's static. White noise. Yep. And uh, I thought, so I do this 
as a tick. Okay. Uh Which I didn't know. I never knew that. Like I knew that I did this. It's like, I thought I'd just move my ears is what I was doing. But the actual tick is to make this white noise in my, inside my head. Right. And I read this article about it and it was the first time that I ever actually realized it was a thing that I was doing. Um, and it's, and now that I realize that it's a, it's the most disruptive of all my ticks because oh. when I do it, I can't hear anything. Yeah. So if someone's talking to me and I do it, I don't hear what they say. I'm trying to do it, but I can't. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll, I'll have to send the article to you or something because it was, it blew my mind. And so that's that and my blinking turn out to be actually my most dominant ticks, which I didn't even know that other one was. I thought it was just, uh, a feeling that I got, but it's actually the sound, like it's actually biological thing. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So I'll, but I'll, I'll just start like going like this, uh, really blinking hard. Like usually my tick is just like kind of wincing a little bit, Yeah. but I'll just start when I'm driving, I'll just start blinking really hard. And to stop it, I just, you know, I'll take my glasses off and I'll just kind of rub my eyes and just, that's when I'll start to breathe and stuff and just like calm down. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. Can you feel them coming on? No, it just, it just kind of happens, man. So I think I know, I think I can describe it a little bit about how it happens. It's almost like you tick normally and then it just spirals. It's like you tick exactly. normally and then it's like, it just compounds in like five seconds. It, this one's impossible to explain. If you don't have Tourette's, you can't understand. But no. when it used to happen to me, it's like you tick once or twice. And then for some reason, some, you just like catch it and then you just roll with it for 10 seconds. And yeah. Just like basically yeah. like an outburst. That's exactly what, uh, how, what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. And then you just, yeah, you really just have to, cause it, cause like we say, like, it feels good to do these ticks sometimes like a, a feeling of relief or whatever. Yeah. So like, you really just have to get a hold of yourself. Yeah. And you just have to like, like manual stop. override. It's like, it's like if you have a mosquito bite, it feels good to itch it, but like, yeah, the more you can't keep itching, like yeah. you got to consciously like stop. Yeah, especially if you're driving or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And so that's yeah. what it's kind of like. Like, you just got to be like, okay, we got to stop this now. Yeah. And that's when, yeah, the breathing and stuff comes in handy um, to help. With you that. find that you almost have to, like, finish a tick, and then you're like, yeah. okay, now I can stop. That's yeah, what I remember. One more, that's one what more. I remember. Yeah. 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 And so that those can be, I mean, even with uh, – you know, my wife, like knowing, um, obviously about the Tourette's and everything like that, those can still kind of, to me, they kind of still feel embarrassing when I do them around oh, yeah, her, like totally. if I'm driving, yeah. cause she'll look over and I'm just sitting there like, you know, going crazy with my ticks, and, yeah. and then I have to it's explain, um, I just have to explain what's going on and, and it's, and it's kind of hard to explain, right. Even if like she knows about the Tourette's, she doesn't understand that. Like no one can. Yeah, you unless can. you have it that's where empathy comes into play yeah exactly yeah um and uh yeah and so and then lastly before because i want to get to this joke still and i want to yeah. talk about it um but one thing that really like the thing that helped me most it was just going to see a psychologist um regularly and i know that some people can't because it's expensive if you don't have uh, benefits and stuff like that and they're hard to find because it seems like 
there's only they're few and far between of people that can actually help with Tourette's. Um, I got lucky, uh, but my doctor's been great, and it's uh, yeah, that's that's what's helped me the most. Just talking with him, updating him. If I'm really stressed out about something and it's causing me like I can't sleep or I'm ticking more, you know, we talk about that, address it. And then, um, you know, and then the anxiety and stress will stop and then the ticks will stop. So, yeah, it, it seems like a no brainer and not even just for people with Tourette's, like you take your, your car to a mechanic when you're, when it needs an oil change, like the psychologists are brain mechanics and they can help you work through your problems. Like if your engine needs a tune up, like maybe you're running well, maybe everything's going great, but your engine, you know, could use a tune up, you know, there's, there's a air filters clogged, there's some, some, some buildup on your spark plugs. There's not enough gap and there's too much. Like you could use, you could use a, a tune up and, um, uh, a psychologist can help you with that. Like the, it's, it's just, yeah. there should be zero stigma around right. seeing, seeing a psych because it, it just doesn't it literally doesn't make sense. It's like, that's like yeah. you're sick and you're not, and you won't go to a doctor because you're too much, your ego's too big. Like that's, oh, yeah. that's and it, it's not even, yeah. Like I get what you're saying too, but it's not even about, yeah. Like being sick. I think people think that, yeah. Like if you go to a psychologist, it's because you're um, you know, you're insane okay. or you're weak, maybe like you can't handle your own shit. And um, that's definitely not the case. Like it, it's uh even just to like some people go and they, and they have really, you know, and they're trying to unlock like trauma and they're trying to really dig into their past or like they have a specific like relationship yeah. issue that they have to solve. And like, they're going, yeah. you know, like you're saying for the car, like I'm going because my brakes are, you know, seized. Like you literally need to go like to fix it. Yeah. But like, yeah, like what you're saying, sometimes it's just for an oil change and you just got to go um, and just check in with this guy and, maybe there's things going on with you that you don't even realize until you start talking about it and it kind of comes out and then you you work through it. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's just like, you can't do all, you can't do this on your own. Um, And you can talk to as many friends and family members as you want, but unless they're professionals, like they can't help you out. Like these doctors can, you know, like it's, yeah. definitely definitely it's just like you get checkups or you're supposed to get checkups yeah. at the doctor like it i think one of the next evolutions of of healthcare is going to be pre proactive uh mental health yeah checkups. absolutely like Should be. It, it's a no-brainer to me and i think more and more people are doing it but a lot of people do it in silence i've always been somebody who's been like yeah i've seen a site before like yeah me too and i don't even i don't even do it because I need to, I have in the past, like right after my dad died, it was a good example of that I, I, I saw a psych and, um, but I've seen psychs over, over the years. And it's been like, Hey, I have, um, you know, this certain thing. I see one, one in particular, and I almost never see her, but when I do, it's because it's like, Hey, there's something that my brain is stuck on, like some interaction with somebody, or, you know, if I was working on the fire department, it was like, you know, this one little thing that I saw was bothering me and, and she'd be like, Oh yeah, cool. So here's what's going on. Here's why that's happening. And then you talk about it and it's all good. And then yeah. it's like, Oh yeah, there's a weight lifted. Uh, my engine runs better. Now I got a little more liters per hundred kilometer. Like, you know, I'm getting a better mileage. It's like yeah, less exactly. stress. It, why not? It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. I found that 
um, when I got my, my new job offer, I was, my Tourette's was starting to get really bad because I was stressing out about the new job because it was uh, like a big step up from my last job. Mm. And mm. so, you know, you always feel like um, maybe not ready for it or like not good enough or something like, I don't know. But when I talked to the doctor, he was like, listen, like they, you know, they did the interview. Like they asked you everything. They know your resume. Like mm-hmm. they know what they're, who they're hiring. They know that, you know, what you're capable of. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, he gave me some techniques. He was like, you know, just think about everything that you've done and, and like all of your expertise and, and, you know, and actually write it down and go through it. And like, he gave me techniques that literally, changed the way that I was looking at my new job from being, mm-hmm. uh, you know, worried about it to being like really excited about it. Yeah. And like that changed just from a one hour conversation. And you didn't have changed. anything wrong with you because like, no. you just, you were just like feeling something. And then the doctor was, was like, Hey, I know how to fix yeah. it. <laughs> it was how I was. It was just like my perception of one thing and it was affecting yeah. my life. It was affecting my life. Like my sleeping, yeah. my, you know, my day, my wife is like, you know, I wasn't as happy as I should have been. She's like, why are you so happy about this? Like, this is huge. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't as happy as I deserve to be. Mm -hmm. And then this guy, this guy, you know, made me rethink the way I was looking at it. And Mm -hmm. instantly I got to experience like the the excitement, you know? And so that, uh, yeah, that's worth it to me. And it's the same with Tourette's like they can tell you, you know, you can really, you can look at it differently. They can tell, talk you through it. And your outlook, you know, leaving could be completely different Yeah. and life-changing. So I, that's the big one for me. That was life-changing for me when I finally went and got some treatment with a psychologist, changed, yeah. changed the game for me. Yeah. That's a really um, good point, man. I, uh, yeah. I think that's something we'll continue to hammer home. There's definitely something to be said, like you have to be resilient in life, uh, obviously, but you know, there's also nothing wrong with, with, with bringing somebody along with you to kind of shoulder some stuff and help you work through some things. Like, I think, I think having resilience is very, very important to living a, a healthy and happy life. But part of being resilient is realizing that you might need some help on some things. Yep. That's right. Yeah. So okay. joke. So, you know, uh, I did tease this joke and, uh, but I, <laughs> to be honest, man, I'm hearing the baby crying right now. Good. Go, well, go do the baby stuff. And then we can, uh, we can play the joke, uh, on the next episode. Yeah. We'll start the next episode with the joke. Yeah. Or, or, I mean, if you want, and so let's, let's, uh, you know, end the episode here or whatever, but yeah. I can send you the joke. Maybe you can just. Yeah play the joke uh like add it in somehow or or we can just play it we'll do that next episode uh i think where we ended with talking about the um, psychologist the importance of seeing us of, of seeing a psych or at least acknowledging that you might you could use some help will be will be helpful to people and then be good for people to hear because it's not something you should be ashamed of at all yeah i yeah i'm glad that we got to record even though it was probably only like 40 minutes or something but um I'm glad that we got to mix it in. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Unfortunately he's up and I can see him in the camera right now. He's crying. Right so on. Yeah. I will go and take care of him. 
father duties. Do it, man. Have a good day. And uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, buddy. Another great episode in the books. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed the podcast, remember to share it. We have merchandise available in the form of t-shirts with lots planned for the future. You can head to Tourette.ca or Tourette.org to find your local chapter in the Canada or the United States. And you can email us at tiktokpodcast at gmail.com if you have any topics, comments, or questions for us to discuss. Thanks for listening.